0: Goodbye, Alan. Bye. I miss you already. I
1: miss
0: you. Everything is terrible. We finally got to record in person in real life, and I had to send you away. Please don't knock over my plant. (laughs) The plant didn't do anything to you. It's only inconvenient because you walked into it. everybody
2: oh my gosh
0: (laughs) oh Oh. my music my little like amp spikes on my recording thing just went really big so maybe i need to chill out a little bit
1: (laughs) you're excited
0: i am excited why wouldn't i be excited we have a really fun and action-packed episode planned today alan what what what, how are you what's going on bud
2: um i'm i'm doing well yeah i have um god it's been it's been a like a an interesting few weeks but i i will talk about it i think once we we get into the week of the episode because it it all my my life has basically been what we're about to talk about so (laughs) how have you been erin
0: i've been great i would say the same except i played myself and didn't give myself adequate time to prepare for the thing that we are going to talk about (laughs) Listeners at home, this is an audio medium, so you can't tell, but there's a third person in the room with us today. I guess you could have read the
2: title of the episode, in which case you'll probably know before we've started speaking, really. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> Truly. Um we have a guest on today's episode of The Fick list Everybody, yes. friends. Woohoo! Everyone welcome. Round of applause. Evelyn Roger. hello Yeah. Yes. Welcome. Yay. Happy
3: Yay. to be here. Yay.
0: Long time long time friend. Yeah, yeah. long time friend of the podcast. Person that we've wanted to have guest for a very long time. One of our like most ardent supporters <laughs> ever. Friend who went through the magicians with me <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's true um,
0: yeah also like incredible artist Aww. uh stunningly talented human being yes and oh my god all around good egg oh thank you
2: <laughs> <laughs> this would be the part in like a, a tv interview where they'd be like evelyn rogers and then underneath a good egg is like the, <laughs> the, the, t- the subtitle
0: i'll take that 100 <laughs> percent. so evelyn dearest yes. friend yes wonder of our lives yes what has brought us here today? As always, whenever we have a guest on the podcast, we say, you get to pick. And what have you chosen for us to read for today's here episode? I have chosen for you guys to read uh, *Sansuk*
3: by Determamfed. It is the fic of my heart, the fic of my life. I've loved it for a very long time. Incredible.
2: How does the, what's the author pronunciation one more time for me?
3: Determamfed.
2: Determamfed.
3: Det's for short. Great. Amazing. Personal friend of mine. Aww. Love her to death. Perfect. Um, I am the gender-neutral aunt to her children. <laughs>
2: oh, lovely. I love that. yeah. That's so cute. That's so sweet.
0: So, for the folks at home, this is indeed a Lord of the Rings fanfic.
2: Yep, it sure and is.
0: It, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we kind of didn't do the tag thing for this. I mean, all, arguably the tag is long-ass fic.
3: <laughs> long-ass <laughs> fic.
0: <laughs> yeah. Canon character death. Right. Major character death. <laughs> right. Oof. There are a lot of tags you could theoretically pull out of this one, but really, you just wanted to talk about this fanfic. Yes, I
3: wanted to very long time, and it wasn't finished. Mm. And then it unexpectedly finished, and I kicked down the doors of Aaron's DMs, and I said, "Guess <laughs> what we're doing when I come on
0: the show?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and you were like, "And I quote, Alan's gonna kill me." <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> me? and uh, not wrong, a old not me? an inaccurate. No. <laughs> Uh well we saw the word count and I was like, oh no. <laughs> so we've been planning this for a very long time, I would say. Like a year and a half, I think. Yeah. Just about. I'm since like it's been a long time.
3: June 2021. Yeah.
0: Long enough that like, should I have started reading it sooner than I did? Maybe. Yes. Maybe. Yes. We don't,
2: we don't I may have reminded you about.
0: several times. Yeah, <laughs> including
2: this week. <laughs> Yeah, (laughs) So many resources you provided.
0: Oh, yeah. So many resources. Well, I think that... Okay, so that segues into an interesting sort of... I have two sort of main questions I wanted to talk to you, Evelyn, about in sort of the intro phase of this episode, which is one, obviously, what brings you to this fanfic? Why do you love it so much? But two, like, talk to me a little bit about the... Like surrounding lore of this fanfic because it very obviously there's so much, and I feel like of anybody, you are the person to talk to about it. I
3: was there for all of it. Yeah.
0: So, so talk to me about what it was like and all of the all of the stuff. Well, first,
3: what kind of brought me to it was I was very deep in The Hobbit when it came out, and so I was interacting with authors and such, and it had just started. I think it was only like. Mm, like eight or ten chapters in and I started reading it and I started talking with the author and we became friends and then I made it my life's goal to basically every time it updated I would draw art mm. so I would be the first person drawing fan art of the chapter. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and I did that for every chapter but in terms of like the greater kind of sans what do to say, like event, uh, not eventuality I- I- experience, I guess. <laughs> it's a very... It was very much, like, one of the, like, notorious long fics mm-hmm. that I have found, like, meeting friends from other fandoms, I have, like, mentioned it, and they'll be like, oh, my God, I've heard of that. Mm-hmm. As like, that is the quintessential Lord of the Rings Hobbit fic. And, you know, there's many, many very good fics, but this is the one that I, like, love the most. And, you know, there's a fandom for the fic, which I think is so cool. Yeah, It has its own TV Tropes page. At one point, there was a... Um, a podfic with a 36 person cast? Is that why it petered out? Uh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Too many there people. There was also a Sansuk orchestra. People have cosplayed characters, like original characters from the story. Uh people have written recipes f- that are of food mentioned in the fic. People have gotten tattoos. People have written original music. There are countless fics that focus on char- original characters and characters within that universe so there is a huge collective appendices and there is also an appendices written by the author as well that has there's a whole bunch of those there are also like people would constantly do like live blogs of chapters when they would come out so there's a huge tag on tumblr so if you go through there's years and years of art um i've met many of my friends who i've had for like several years through that story and it's just a really cool time. And I will say, it is now known to members of The Hobbit. Ooh. That is my fault. <laughs> Um, I, I paid, uh, I paid like five actors from the Hobbit cast to read sections of the fic. (gasps) So I picked specific sections that were like their characters. Oh my God. So it's really cool. Holy crap. That's amazing. Um, I will, I'll send it to you guys afterwards. It's so awesome. And I've also, I've also paid, uh, professional musicians to play some of the original music that Detz wrote because, um, Detz is a professional uh, musician and, um, Uh, opera singer and just cool person in general and so she wrote all this original music and people have written their own tunes for songs in it and also written their own original music surrounding the fic yeah and people have written alternate endings because it was on hiatus for four years before it finally finished Mm -hmm. It, it was on hiatus from chapter 47 so she was like we got yep. three more chapters, guys. Mm. Yeah.
0: I saw And then it's just gone. in the author's <laughs> notes. There was this incredible moment where <laughs> there was very clearly a jump because it was like, well, that's been a hellish few years. Welcome back, friends. And I was like, what happened? Yep. And then I looked and I was like, oh, this is the chapter posted after the pandemic started. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> got it. Yeah. So <laughs> Got it. We, yeah. So there we were all
3: holding out hope for it. we actually um during that kind of waiting period in twenty nineteen, a friend of mine made a Sensu Discord and I managed to like find all of my old mutuals and we all were just hanging out and talking about how much we love the fic. And then that's how I found out that it updated for the first time in four years because <sighs> my friend was like, Guys, oh my God. it's here. And we were all having you a You must freak have out screamed
2: so and hard and so loud.
3: Oh, I I literally scared an old man cuz i was at a park <laughs> and i screamed out loud and the guy like looked up and he and he was concerned i um, like drove home and i was like i need to go home drove home as fast as was legal and sat down and read straight for an hour and then immediately drew art posted it.
1: Amazing. It's
3: just it's so important to me. And it's like I could go, I'll go into it later, but it's just it's it's got this wonderful community of people and it's it's just, you know, a wonderful story.
2: Wow. I love
0: when fanfics have their own like ecosystem. (laughs) Oh yeah. Yeah,
2: That's a good (laughs) word for it.
0: Yeah. So obviously on the far other end of the spectrum is me (laughs) who has never i've never seen lord of the rings well now you don't
3: have to
0: (laughs) (laughs) i know (laughs) well that's kind of what so alan and i went to the diner today friends because it was my motivation to finish this thing (laughs) um if i finish reading this thing yeah i was like if i finish reading this thing in time we can go get pancakes and then i didn't get pancakes but it's fine (laughs) um it was sort of funny we were sitting there at the diner And Alan, rightfully, maybe wants to jump in and point out this fun fact about it, which is that it's basically the same length as The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings combined. So It's it's longer. Yeah. My response was, well, then I don't have to read it. (laughs) (laughs) I've read it already. But it was sort of wild experiencing it as somebody who knows very, very little about the Lord of the Rings canon. Mm -hmm. And Alan, I think you fall somewhere in the middle, right?
2: Well, I had... An interesting <laughs> <laughs> relationship, I think, to Lord of the Rings. I I struggle a lot with fantasy just because I'm like, there's so many names and so many things are being referenced. And like, unless you know the lore, you're gonna get lost. And so four or five years ago, I was like, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna read The Lord of the Rings and I'm gonna watch the extended cuts, and then I'm gonna be knowledgeable about this thing and then I can decide whether or not it is for me or not. And so I read the fellowship of the ring and then I watched the fellowship of the ring with some friends and then I said that was a lot of walking. No thanks. <laughs> 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 I do a lot <laughs> they do a lot of walking in the Fellowship of the Ring, okay? It's a lot of like a lot of lore, a lot of a lot of good songs, and I'm just like it's just so much. I can't do it. Yeah. And so I never went back and I never read or saw any of the other two. And I think as a kid I might have seen them, but I was like, I was a kid kid. Like, to me I was excited about the swords and the bows and I wasn't really paying attention to any of the like politics or anything of like note of what was happening in the story. So, yeah, I did not have an appreciation for it. That being said, I did the work. I was like, listen, if I'm going to read <laughs> what is essentially The Lord of the Rings in fanfic form for this show. This episode, I need to be armed. And so over Christmas break, I had a long break because my organization shut down for the winter. I was like, we're going to sit down. We're going to watch The Lord of the Rings. Not continuously, because
1: <laughs> I couldn't do that to
2: myself. <laughs> and also, I started them way late at night. I had an edible, and I was like, let's see. We'll, we'll see what happens. Um and I don't know if it was The Edible. I don't know if it's like I'm in a different season in my life. But I like I loved them. I watched them and I was like, oh, wow. And it was really interesting because, again, I had seen The Lord, the Fellowship of the Ring like five-ish years ago. And then I saw it this time and I was like, I remember none of that. <laughs> what what did I read? What did I watch before? What happened? So, yeah, I, I sat through all of them and I was like, okay, I am armed now. And then I came to this fic and I was like, let's get into it. And then it starts Pre Lord of the Rings, it starts with the Hobbit, and I was like, "Fuck!" Kids, <laughs> <sit> the three <laughs> Hobbit movies. We're out of time. So I was, I think, my experience with the Hobbit, with the Hobbit, is that I'd read half of it when I was in high school for a class assignment, and then in college we did a like Tya adaptation of it. So I was like, familiarish enough that I was like. We're gonna get by. We're just gonna I at first I when I first got to this fic, after having seen the three Lord of the Rings, I was pissed. I was like, Are you telling me I should have been watching The Hobbit? Are you <laughs> telling me I should have watched The Hobbit before the Lord of the, instead of the Lord of the Rings? But then we got further and I was like, Okay, no, 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 no. Yeah, it's
0: both. It's, it's both a it's a setup. <laughs> it's all of it. We're yeah, better. yeah, yeah. That's hilarious. I think I'm gonna have to go and probably watch everything now. I feel like now I, I'm i like, ah, goddammit, now I'm invested huh, in these gay little dwarves. You know what we can do together. <laughs> yeah. And I know that it's not, like, so obviously there are elements of the story that are not canon. <laughs> obviously. Yeah. But I think now I have a little bit more frame of reference for the world and all of that kind of thing, which helps, because like Alan, I really struggle with like deep fantasy. Mm. When people have multiple names or when there's like deep lore to like learn and understand, that's just like my brain, just like, I struggle with it, man. Like, so, I didn't have like an easy go of this. <laughs> it was not it was not easy and I didn't do any of the work. <laughs> Which is, yeah, you read it in 2 days. <laughs> I did. I quite literally so today, dear friends, is Sunday and would you like to know when I started reading this book? Because it was Friday And you told me you were going to start it on Thursday (laughs) I did and then I thought I'm not going to do that And then then I didn't do it (laughs) Uh, Evelyn, welcome to Alan's world
2: Yeah, uh, or At I least say
0: I'm gonna do things and then I don't.
2: <laughs> At least you read it, you know. There oh, yeah. are times you yeah. just send me fixing. You're like, I hope I remember that well enough.
0: True. Well, I can get away with it if I have read it before.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, this was not one of those. And there is no spark notes. And what I sent a text to Alan, I think, really late in the game yesterday was, and I quote, "I would give my left hit for a completed <laughs> pod fic of this." <laughs> <laughs> Yike, I just really wanted to like not be staring at my iPad anymore after literally 13 hours of reading. <laughs> well, Aaron, this is this is why I printed out copies of it. I know. Jeez. And then yeah, that was <laughs> I thought to myself, damn it, I wish they were still doing that. Hey, you know, <laughs> if you one. if you message me, I can hook you up. Okay, good to know. That
2: is good to know. Mm-hmm. I, I had been dating someone like last summer who at the time, he he was telling me that he had ordered this fanfic that he wanted <laughs> um, and three books of it. And I was like, oh, that's so cool. And then he was like, look, it's this and it was sunsick. And I was like, <laughs> oh, oh, my gosh. fascinating. And, and he's so like, yeah, funny. it's Lord of the Rings. And it was like three books. And I was like, wow, that's cool. Unfortunately, we were not dating anymore at the time of me needing to read this so i could not borrow them. oh
3: well <laughs> it like, was well. Thinking, like what a small world <laughs> yeah i have them all here yeah
2: <gasps> oh Just my to show, god
3: so you can see how much Beautiful. you read
2: <laughs> oh my incredible god. it's absolutely i can't wait to somehow log this in my goodreads
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> wow there is a goodreads page for Sensu.
2: perfect Perfect. So
0: there you go. So all of that context laid down in terms of our silly little (laughs) preface here. We decided, Alan and I, mostly me, to set down a devious little challenge for our friend Evelyn. (laughs) Oh, boy. The Um, obscure lore. No, not that at all, because you would clobber us. Um, (laughs) I'm not even going to pretend that I'm capable of coming up with good trivia for this. (laughs) Um, The challenge, dear friend, light of our lives... We're trying to keep this podcast episode to like a reasonable duration (laughs) because we're dumb. And in order to do that, we were like, well, we can't do a full summary then. Like we have to figure out a way to get through this fic that is not going to be like blow by blow (laughs) because we'll be here for seven years, about as long as it took them to bring the ring to Mordor. Um, And so, uh, uh, so our challenge to you, dear Evelyn, is to summarize the plot of this fic in three sentences. No colons. <laughs> and then we can talk about the finer points that we want to talk about after that. What say you to that challenge? I'm, I'm thinking right now. Great. Amazing. Should we play the Jeopardy oh,
3: thing? Well I have a have I have a summary a that I usually tell people before I bombard them with the rest of the details. Perfect.
2: Let's hear it. Okay,
0: maybe that's better.
3: Do that. (laughs) It's a queer retelling of The Lord of the Rings that starts from the end of The Hobbit and finishes at the end of The Appendices. Wow. Wow. I've had 10 fucking years. Challenge met. To work on this premise. (laughs) You can't catch me. (laughs) I've been thinking about this for a
0: year and a half. You know what?
2: Damn. (laughs) (laughs) They're prepped. They, You know,
0: (laughs) I applaud you. Evelyn, <laughs> how dare? I? Yeah, you really. How dare I even try to catch you in this? <laughs> that was incredible,
2: amazing, wow. Okay,
0: and you know well, that was that quick. is the fic I read. That's correct. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yep, I do think we should probably read the summary that the author gave as well, just to yeah, oh yeah, just to fold in our our usual brand.
0: Yes, amazing. D- Alan, do you want to read that? Should we? Sure. We do? Okay.
2: Yeah. So this is the summary that um, the author wrote on Archive of Her Own from a Hobbit kink prompt. Yeah. Also hysterical yes. that this <laughs> yes. this epic yes. came from a prompt. Holy I crap!
0: Love that so much.
2: Okay. But, uh, the Summary reads. The battle was over, and Thorin Oakenshield awoke, naked and shivering in the halls of his ancestors. The novelty of being dead fades quickly, and watching over his companions soon fills him with grief and guilt. Oddly, a faint flicker of hope arises in the form of his youngest kinsman, a dwarf of Durin's line with bright red hair. Parentheses follows the story of the War of the Ring. Parentheses, Bagenshield, Gimli slash Legolas. And close parentheses. In which recovery takes time. The dead members of the company take to watching Gimli as though he's a soap opera. The living struggle with being left behind. Legolas is confused. duel is abused. And Thorin is four feet and ten inches of guilt and anger.
0: Yeah, baby. <laughs> that is also the
2: fic we read. I think
0: that is absolutely the fic we read.
2: <laughs> Congratulations! Wow. And you know what? I'm going to say it. I think they. I think they fulfilled that prompt really well. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. how, uh, okay. what do we, yeah, we do now, we doing now? <laughs> well we can't
3: go blow by blow but I no. did take notes because okay. I knew that Aaron wouldn't wow. did you reread
2: this for this Oh, for this
3: I, I reread episode? it like months ago uh-huh. and then I was like oh I'll start rereading it again so I'm on like chapter 19 right now but I already know the whole thing so <laughs> I was like I was like too busy to spend 13 hours straight reading it which is usually not the case i suddenly have a social life so <laughs> hey
2: love this for you well, thank Congrats. you <laughs> i also did the work and took notes
3: mm-hmm. <gasps> so. yay no buddies <sighs> yeah mine stop um at chapter 32 because i got really into the story and then was just reading straight and stopped
2: <laughs> so <laughs> my notes are nonsensical i've I wish you could see my screen. My first note has one and then a dash as in first chapter notes. And then I quickly realized, not feasible. Yeah. Not for yeah. 50 chapters. <laughs> Can't do it. So and that, then they're just bullet points of moments that I was like, that's good. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about
3: yeah, that. Yeah, I've got some quotes that I hand wrote out. Wow. You know. Chapter by
2: chapter. Oh my god, you hand wrote all of that. You're Yeah,
3: I, that's why I gotta stop taking the notes too. <laughs> it's
2: like killing me. Too much. You are wow. Yeah. And you know congratulations,
0: Evelyn, you weren't wrong. Guess who didn't take notes? Oh uh, yeah. That <laughs> yeah, was me. Well in my defense, I was white-knuckling it through this uh-huh. whole thing, just praying that I would get this done in time for pancakes. It's like roller coaster. I mean, Man. Yeah. And I was like,
2: just it was... Just time for pancakes. Just,
0: it was, it was real, like, I was, like, muscling my way through it, and it's no fault of the fic at all. Like, I was just really dense, because that's how it is, and I was yeah. just like, dear Lord God Almighty, like, I cannot do this and take notes, or I will be here until kingdom come. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I remember... Two things Uh (laughs) that I want to talk about, and I hope I remember them when we go to rehash this. (laughs) because that's all I remember one of which I sent to Alan in a text message at like 12 o'clock last uh-huh. night.
2: oh yep. Yeah. and yeah,
0: yeah. the other thing you texted me is
3: why are all these dwarves sound like my family members yeah 100%
0: <laughs> well for I mean yeah I I was like are they Scottish like what's going on and you rightfully pointed out that the language and a lot of the customs are based on like the Jewish people and like Hebrew and I was like oh and then you were like well it's also kind of Scottish because of the movies and I went oh that's what it is like, yeah <laughs> I was like, there we go. OK, because I was like, there's several instances of A, which is yep. C-A-N-N-A-E and like a lot of like Scottish isms and also like very Scottish sensibility. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, yeah, this is weird. This is hitting a little close to home. <laughs> anyway, we're off topic. Emily, do you want to get us get us rolling in some of the the fun things you wanted to talk about with regards to this?
3: Fic? Uh, sure. Well, you know, like the first I'd say like the first eight chapters is just like Thorin, you know, wakes up from being dead. He's dead. Surprise. Um, It's the direct end of um, (laughs) Battle of the Five Armies. I'd say it kind of still is in the movie territory in these very first few chapters. I know that this fic was written before Battle of the Five Armies came out. So it talks about how he died. She changed it. uh, Because it used to be like the book thing. And then, you know, it was like two chapters later, the movie had come out and she'd watched it. And so she just changed those words. And so... If you don't know, this fake is a melding of the book lore and the movie lore. So I think it's a very beautiful kind of. I love the context that it brings to some of the movie stuff and like the deeper meaning that it gives to the movie like lore that's been created with the book stuff, like holding it up. But yeah, so Thorin is very depressed, very angry, sad little dwarf man. He's a sad boy. And he's sad for 80 years. Yep. And he just like watches his um, afterworld TV of all his friends and family, you know, growing old, and you know, Bilbo's putting around doing something with tomatoes. <laughs> yeah, and as is his right and privilege, <laughs> during that time, he realizes, oh shit, I was in love with Bilbo.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and oh shit, he was in love with me. <laughs> yeah, basically. I love that the premise of this fic is Thorin is dead. Can watch the living through this like space water puddle thing. Gimlins Zaram. And yeah, that one. Um, yeah. I'm not even going to attempt any of the names of anything in this because uh, I'm not stupid the, enough the to chamber,
3: try. It. Uh, the chamber of Sansukol and, and the pool of Gimlins mm-hmm. Zaram of many stars. Yes, yes. Correct. Thank you. Uh, Come on and
0: in, keep up. yep, no. <laughs> um, so he's like, I'm just going to like watch over. Bilbo and also Gimli and also everyone for all of time until I don't have to anymore. And that's how I'm going to spend all day every day. And I'm going to sit here and feel my feels about it. Yep. Just wallowing. Incredible. What a wonderful premise. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. And he makes a vow that he'll, you know, make his amends and take care of Bilbo. And that extends to when the ring is revealed and Frodo has to go on the quest to go destroy the ring of power.
0: So yeah. for my brain, yes. what are the major diversions of the fic at like on the on the premise side of things? Like what are the things that are canon divergent, just premise-wise?
3: Actually, not super much. This is it actually falls mm-hmm. canon. It's more kind of just adding to what's there. So the battle mm-hmm. at Erebor does actually happen, mm-hmm. but it's mentioned in the appendices of the Lord of the Rings. And Dane, like all these characters die when they actually die in the story. Oh, okay. Some of the stuff, again, it's a because it's a mush of the books and the movies. That's kind of when you get canon divergent because it's following both and combining them. So, for instance, the elves come to help at Helm's Deep. That's something that happens in the movie, but not what happens in the book. Oh, okay. Or, for instance, Aragorn being more reluctant about being king is a thing from the movies, not necessarily from the books. Got it. But... Like, Gimli's eloquence, some of the dialogue is pulled from the movie and pulled from the books. So you have songs from the books. You have songs that are that she wrote. And you have, you know, like, Gimli and Legolas saying, You comfort me. That's from the books. Mm-hmm. And so, like, uh, uh, the scouring of the Shire is from the books. You know, the stuff at the end with going to Rune and stuff, that is not mentioned too much in the appendices, but it's still there. It says that they go and they help and stuff but you don't really get to learn much about like the oricarni mm-hmm. and stuff so it's really more of an expanding than it is like a divergence which i think is really cool because at the time before the hobbit came out it was in terms of like the fan fiction for lord of the rings and the hobbit it was very like elf focused and no one really gave a shit about dwarves and because of the hobbit movies people got really into developing dwarven culture because what they saw in the first film like looked really cool and they had all these distinct actors playing all these you know 13 dwarves and so people started to develop off of it and so some of the um backgrounds for the members of the company are actually based off of stuff that actors have said in interviews
1: um
3: so like oin dropping gimli on his head as a baby is something that john Callan, the actor for (laughs) oin came up with or, like, Bomber having 12 kids is something that uh, Steven came up with. Mm-hmm. Or, like, uh, Biffer being a toy maker is something that he came up with. And so you have all of these, like, background uh, things that are just being fleshed
0: out. Got it. So Gimli and Legolas boning is his well, fanfic. Well, okay, that, yeah, that's, that's, that's just, it's like, canon. a what if. Great. Like, I don't think, I mean, we don't know. Sounds like that it, happened. The
3: Lord of the Rings is supposed to be a lost manuscript. Okay, so
0: trans got. It. great. I was like, <laughs> I assume that these more overt relationships are, yeah. you know, extrapolations on what we wish may have happened. <laughs> yeah, very fun. thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what what's next? <laughs>
3: well, you know, they go to uh, the council of Elrond and decide to have the yeah. the quest, the big old quest. I will say one of my favorite chapters like before like the quest kind of sets up is chapter eight because mm. it's uh when all the dwarves are in Moria and they're just like getting horrifically murdered <gasps> oh yeah <laughs> it may it freaks me out every time uh-huh. and Oin's death is just so <laughs> horrific oh. <laughs> yeah it's awful uh, yeah. My favorite, like, note of that is when he goes to like hug his parents, and he makes the same noise that he made mm, when he was getting choked to death. Yeah. And Thorne has to leave. Oh, it's awful! I can't believe
2: you you prefaced the start of that opinion with one of my favorite chapters. <laughs> I, I it literally is. wrote I on my notes, it. "I'm like the attack on Moria was heartless." It was awful. Parentheses, devastating. <laughs> <laughs> I I cannot tell you the the amount. Of tears that I have cried throughout the course of this fanfic. Mm-hmm. I think must have been like three gallons worth or something. Cause I'm, I,
3: I'm shaking your hand digitally.
2: That chapter, the Moria chapter. I was like ugly, like ugly, crying, like sobbing, like oh god, because that's like that's one of those things that in the in the movie in the in the Lord of the Rings in the book that you don't see happen. Like, yeah, you, the Fellowship arrives at Moria and finds out what happened to the expedition, and it's horrifying. And you're like, oh god! And then they read the book, Ori's book,
3: yeah, Ori's book. Nice, good job, Alan. Um,
2: <laughs> uh, so you get to read like the account of what happened to the expedition through Ori's eyes, and you're like, that's horror, that's horrifying. For the author to have like been like, I'm gonna show you what happened. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. And then all of the dwarves coming into the like coming into the halls after it freshly I I was a mess. I was not okay. (laughs) I was like no one looked at me. It hurts so bad
0: brave brave Ori yeah oh, writing till the end and being like I will we will be remembered through the words that I am writing down oh the thing that always Mike. gets
3: me is um afterwards when it's that scene with Dory making his tapestry and nori and Ori are watching him oh. and they're like he's all
0: alone now he doesn't have anyone oh. to take Carol. Uh, I, ki- oh. yeah. I think Ouch. it's worth pointing out like the mechanism of death in this mm-hmm. fic and like how critical it is to understanding like the entirety of the story because yeah. basically and i'm sure this comes from like lore like, lore, like the the canon lore is yeah. like for dwarves when they die they go to the halls of mahal mm-hmm. mahal yeah. And yeah. Mahal, and they are basically reunited with all of the dwarves who have gone before them to wait for the second, the second iteration of life, like basically some kind of like new age, whatever. Yeah. So they all kind of live in this perpetual state of waiting, and you can access the living world but not interact with it through this puddle thing <laughs> that <laughs> Evelyn pronounced <laughs> so nicely before. Um, but in like. Gimli when, Saram. Yeah, when Thorin dies, he is given the gift that people can hear him or they can kind of hear his voice, especially through his subconscious. Yeah, yeah through the subconscious, especially Gimli. Mm-hmm. He is the only one who can really have any influence on the living world. And the whole structure of like the afterlife to me was fascinating, devastating hopeful like it was so it's such a complex and interesting take on like what happens to you after death, and the different like types of beings are separated after death so like the dwarves are in their own separate thing because of who made them so like each race of being has a different maker and they are you know in part of that realm and that comes back later (laughs) spoiler (laughs) Um, Uh so but like that whole mechanism to me just as like a Something to, like, reckon with was, because most of us have experienced some kind of loss in our lives. And just thinking about having, like, everyone who's gone before you around you at any given time and, like, walking with you. Oh, oh. <laughs> I had a lot of feelings about it. Yeah. Um,
2: can I also yeah. say, I think that the, I, I agree with everything you're saying. And I think also, like, can we talk about how effective... Um, like uh, a device it is for fan fiction for fiction and at at, at any like capacity because think like thorin and all these dwarves like oftentimes in the fic talk about how powerless they feel like they just they're watching things unfold and they're not able to interact they're not able to give their two cents or their advice or anything you just watch and there's like a kind of helplessness to when bad things happen when they're like i want to be here for it like it deserves to be like experienced and that is so effective that's such an effective tool in a fanfic yeah in anything where you as a reader can't interact with what you're with what you're watching what you're experiencing like the way that it so immediately sets you up to sympathize with thorin and the dwarves because you are with them like you are standing next to them watching the bad things happen and you as a reader cannot affect the outcome of it it was so smart like the way it interplays with Fiction and fanfic. And ah, uh, it was so smart. I loved it,
3: yeah. and it's it makes you feel conflicted, too, because, you see a character die and you're so upset, but then you're like, well, but then they're gonna be in the halls and right? you are gonna see everyone else, you know, but you're like still, s- like, in later chapters, there is Dane's death scene, which is my, like, one of the chapters that I always come back to because it hurts me so much. Oh, Evelyn,
2: we need to talk, <laughs> bud. What's happening? <laughs> Your na- you're, like, you're dropping all of the chapters that I was like, scarring. Oh, wait, we're, gonna Listen, we're, gonna, we're gonna go in and
3: come back and Go in and come back, but like you're you're sitting there and you're like sobbing, and then you're like, "Oh, there he is! Yeah, <laughs> there he is. Everything's
0: fine. He's with his family. Everything's it's all fine. good.
3: Uh, he's dead. Don't worry about it. Yeah. And then you, it's like, don't think about all the sad people who are mourning his loss. Right. And same thing with Thorin and Balin. Mm. You have those moments in earlier chapters where Thorin is like. Watching his own funeral, and Balin is watching Gimli mourn him because they, they go through Moria, and Gimli finds Oin's staff, and he's just yeah. crying, sobbing, throwing up, and it's so sad. <laughs> it's awful.
2: So many tears. But one of the additional tags in this is things are going to get worse before they get better. And boy, is that right. <laughs>
3: boy, is <laughs> yeah. That right. yeah. They do indeed. Mail Yeah, the head. It's a rough one. Yeah. But, uh, you know, the fellowship begins, they go on their little quest. They get into Moria as we said and you know bad things happen. Yeah. It sucks. <laughs> but we get to have some some bonding moments in Lothlórien, oh, you know. Oh, Lothlórien. That's like my first kind of like squeal moment that I always have. I was just telling Aaron this before we started recording because uh, I am, you know, just doing my casual reread for this. So I, I wasn't <laughs> rushing myself. <laughs> casual. And I just I'm at the part where you know, Legloss and Gimli are bonding for the first time and becoming friends. You know, Leglos walks in on Gimli mourning his friends and mm. family. And it is the first time they bridge that gap. And it's just so touching every time. Uh, uh, they're buddies. And then it's like uh, Thorin is just sitting in the background with his head in his hands doing like the Shinji on a chair pose. <laughs> and it is the best thing ever.
0: Uh, <laughs> yeah. I also, I mean, not to be the person who always goes back to like big picture thing, but I'll do it. The other thing that I thought was really (laughs) fascinating about this fanfic was how it dissects and uh, talks about the dwarves as an oppressed people Mm
1: -hmm. and Mm. how
0: it parallels, you know, Jewish culture and anti-Semitism and all of these, like how people develop cultural rituals and protect cultural rituals in the face of discrimination Mm -hmm. and the ways in which they like sort of bridge those gaps between the dwarves and the elves over the course of the story was fascinating to me because there's so much distrust and so like rightful distrust Mm -hmm. from the dwarves about everything else but they're also so kind and so willing to like they're kind of the first to reach out their hands like if anybody is willing to give them even like a scrap of like respect like they're good they're like we are willing to if not fully accept this then at least move forward in in hopeful like friendship or like an attempt at friendship and that's what i think makes the dwarves in particular so like you want you're rooting for them so hard because <laughs> yeah. they are yeah they're obviously treated so poorly and so you root for them the whole time where you're like oh man like these are deeply loving complex people who are being treated as like low-born simpletons who can't possibly, and you're like, no, yeah. they're great. We love them. And so like you get this sort of like righteous anger in their behalf, which is also super motivating as a reader because you you just root for them the whole time and you just fall in love with them. And so when, you know, Legolas gets his head out of his ass uh-huh. <laughs> and starts to recognize that like he was being a dick, like that's when you start to root for him too. Yeah. And that I think is sort of, I'm sure that partially comes from canon, but I I thought that was such an effective interpretation and understanding of navigating that kind of intergenerational oppressive system. Yeah,
2: I agree. Yeah, I think that there was some like, and I think that's mentioned, like, at the end of the appendices, the the care that the author took to make sure that they like everything was grounded in the culture and the language. And I yeah, I agree. I think that that was well said, Aaron. And I, I it, cuz it is a thing where like you think Lord of the Rings you think fantasy and almost immediately your your mind goes to elves mm-hmm. like it's just like they've always been the like they pushed forward like they 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 hold the mainstream's consciousness I think in a in a stronger way where you think yeah. fantasy and immediately think elves and then maybe you'd think dwarves and everything else so I love that this fic was like well how about we say fuck that and have Essentially, the Lord of the Rings as told through the eyes of dwarves. Yeah, and yeah, it was wonderful. And so
3: um, I think some of that comes from the fact that, in terms of like Tolkien adaptations, you don't really get a dignified look at dwarves until the Hobbit trilogy. Because in the Lord of the Rings, they kind of sideline Gimli to become comic relief. When in the books, he's actually like the most poetic character. He's very loyal and trustworthy, and like beautifully spoken, and this dwarf lord. And then, you know, in the movies, he's like passing out and, you know, he's like, don't toss me, you know. Um, and so you don't yeah. really get any kind of like interesting look into that facet of that world until they started developing stuff for the Hobbit trilogy. So much
0: like when you're going through the journey of the fic, you just have to like learn. Yeah. You learn all the complexities of it through the course of it. Yeah. Yeah. I loved it. I thought that was a really salient part of this fic and an important part of it and something that it was, if not consciously, then at the very least subconsciously trying to pinpoint as not like a moral or like a lesson. I think that's kind of a trite way to put it, but yeah. just something to take away from it. Yeah, Agreed. So we've talked about the sad times. The sad times. In chapter eight. In the sad times with Dane, what other sad times did you enjoy, Evelyn? Me? Oh, <laughs> no! Dane, I'm kidding. Dane I'm just trying to get times, us to our next my number plot one point. Sad times.
3: Well, I mean, there's the breaking of the fellowship and Boromir's death. Yeah, it's oh so my sad. God. And you have Thorin, yes. wa- Thorin and 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 uh, Frerin watching it happen, and Thorin is projecting so hard on Boromir and he's so upset about it and then they're like fuck our schedule which we
0: just made <laughs> has been completely destroyed <laughs> i love wait a minute we have to talk about the schedule character <laughs> i love <laughs> i love okay so one of the things that happens is thorin spends way too much time on watch duty and like basically drives himself he passes out yeah he like if he <laughs> weren't already dead he'd be driving himself into the grave but he's just like really like really like messed up about it and there's a moment where he sees gimli through the mirror at Lethlorian? Is that right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. And that's the first time that he and Gimli can like speak to each other, but the like the struggle of that, like the weight of doing it, knocks Thorin out because he's so he's so tired from having like never taken a break from watching over Gimli that it's just like a hot mess. Mm -hmm. And so from that point on, one, Gimli can more clearly hear him and like can hear him as Thorin and not just his own subconscious. And then All of the other dwarves come to Thorin and like, you have to remove your head from your sphincter and let us help you. And (laughs) like, stop it. He gets a
2: dwarven intervention. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And I loved that. I thought they were like, let us help you. You have an entire you literally have all of the people. And your family line and, like, friendships, like, every single dwarf here wants to help you. And you're being a hard-ass son of a bitch. Like, stop it. (laughs) And so they set up, like, a watch schedule. They have, like, like, all of the information has to get routed through the queen. And, Mm -hmm. like, uh, they use Nori to, like, spy on stuff. And, like, it was just so thoughtfully done and it was so interesting how they like worked together to achieve their goals after that point and i was like this is baller this is great i love a project manager this is great <laughs> yeah <laughs> i, was I also say that it. i
2: think that that was really smart because it then one of the things that um i can't remember who was leading that intervention i think it was his grandfather Thrower, right? Yeah. So his grandfather, he was like, Oh, because you know, you have to mind the excellence in the room or something mm-hmm. like that, and like basically says, like, think about the resources and all of the things that everyone accomplished in their life and put that to use. And then from then on, you start to like know more of the dwarves. Because you're like, oh, this is, you know, Ori is the one that does the schedule. Yep. So it's Ori's schedule. And Nori is the sneaky one. So he goes off and does the sneaky thing. Mm-hmm. Frarian is the fastest. So you start to, like, give them characteristics that helps you as a reader keep them straight a bit more. Yeah. Which was really And smart. then because
3: they're assigned to, like, different people and areas, you kind of have a touchstone with whatever dwarf is watching whatever sequence of events so then it becomes easier to keep track of what's mm-hmm. happening in um, all the different plot lines that are happening concurrently throughout the story of which there are many yes
2: it's true yeah that's a great <laughs> yeah
0: point. there were a lot of plot points I'm not gonna lie to you guys. I'm not sure I know all of them or remember <laughs> all of them. That's fine. That's why <laughs> <And> I'm here. <laughs> yeah, there was one with someone with a long name that was like Celebore or something like that. And I was like, I got nothing. I have no context for who this is. You mean? <laughs> yeah. That one, I was like, <laughs> <and Tauriel. laughs> I was like, you could be the anyone the and anything and it's all good. I, yeah, I got you. No girl. clue. Yeah. Until the very end, I was like, who that? Don't
3: know. Well, that's why. That's why you <laughs> yeah. touchstone with all the fan art that's there to keep track.
0: Oh, yeah, which is you know? so
2: yeah. good. Yeah. By the way, can like let's mention first of all, <laughs> Evelyn, congratulations. I love I love coming across. I loved also being able to recognize <laughs> yeah. your art style. Uh-huh. Like I would like you know because I'd read, I'd read, I read, and then I see like a peek of it, and I'm like, I think that's Evelyn, and then it would be, and I'd be like, ha! Yeah. amazing. Same. Um, first of all, congratulations. Beautiful, beautiful work. All around, but I do want to say, like, I also deeply—that's another thing I deeply appreciated about the fic and the author. Like, she went back in and like added fanfic as it came out, and like she would put it in the pertinent places. So it'd be like you're reading about this scene, and then here's some fan art of that scene, yep. and you're like, oh, that's lovely. It, sh- it was just a lovely little ah breath of fresh air. Yeah. Or like all of the music that was composed, like sometimes it was hers, and sometimes someone else had like a had a uh, an arrangement, and so she would put them there, and you would get your pick, so uh-huh. you press play and yeah. you read through as it's happening which let me tell did, you oh yeah my God. did Another you listen that I like saw I
3: told I told Aaron that's the number one I, thing I, I listened I did it I'm so proud of you
2: <laughs> I didn't listen to all of them I think like the the traveling ones I was like here and there I'd be like yeah I'll have I have the time other times I'd be like I'm, I'm just reading or I'm like I just want to keep going because I'm also the type of person that I can't like I don't process lyrics oh, very yeah, well volume. like I have an auditory yeah, yeah. delay so I have to like sit there and read each line of lyric and I'm like that's great but I have an Another mm-hmm. 35 chapters to knock out in the next yeah. week and a half so we're moving but i did listen to a few like at point me in point points where i was like this needs to be heard like with this arrangement so like i think iron hills the song yeah. that happens yeah at, yep the iron hill <laughs> song after dates.
3: It hurts. Ah,
2: pain of the most beautiful. Oh my god, absolutely gorgeous. And then the one that, and
3: their uh, wedding song. Uh,
2: the wedding song.
3: Yeah, obviously. The one that
2: Gimli writes for Legolas was. Ugh. I read that uh, like that was the last chapter I read before uh, calling it a night or something. Sobbing, yeah. just like I went to bed crying still in like the best way possible to be very clear. But it was. Oh, just beautiful and the arrangement and like the moment it was like a perfect like just everything hit and i was like this is what fanfic should be i was like it's so like all-encompassing because it's like you have these characters in this lore and the canon that you know in new situations yep. these at that point you'd already like i think that was post destroying the ring too so you at that point had already gone through the journey with them you knew everyone at that wedding and like it was just beautifully written and like there was acceptance and there was love and there was like sorrow but happiness and like the lyrics perfectly encapsulated that and like it was gorgeous it was gorgeous i was like this is perfection yeah. this is a perfect moment it's I just so it. good <laughs> congratulations to to the author i think that was her arrangement that is on the fic
3: yeah uh, it was yeah her original congratulations um, lyrics and arrangement yeah and if you want oh, i can send you the God. instrumental version that i made
0: yes please i, I might
2: <laughs> i mean geez it was can, let me just read you some of these lyrics these were i think these might have been the last few yeah. there's a light on the horizon there's a ship upon the sea now the world is so much wider for you wander it with me, and the sun shines at the clearer golden glory in the blue. There's a light on the horizon, and it's guiding me to you. Done, done. Yeah. yeah, on the ground, screaming, crying. Gonna shower with a toaster. It's, Jesus, you know... <laughs> <laughs>
0: Alan, don't do that. No, Alan, don't. <laughs> uh,
3: yeah, it's just it's so good. All the music is wonderful. Yeah.
0: Well, it really sets you in. Place too in a big way because I mean obviously like music does so many things narratively it grounds you very deeply in like a culture a place uh like a time and so having that a lot of the times what I would do is let the music play and just kind of keep reading I would like read through the lyrics but I don't have the thing where I have to I can kind of just like go through it Mm -hmm. so often like especially the longer pieces would stick around for a little while and it was just so nice to like have some grounding in in the situation like with and the world the music. Yeah. yeah it was really yeah. cool it was very world building
3: yeah and in lord of the rings there's a lot of singing and yeah. it's like every character has like a song or most of them does like even the bad guys so you know it's just uh, the whole world of, of middle earth was created through song and so everyone is always you know singing and it's just it's so wonderful
0: can relate yeah
3: yeah
2: constant singing i was gonna say i get should i live in middle earth i
0: don't know this is really intense there was a lot of running yeah a lot of (laughs) a lot of running oh my uh, god i don't do running so
2: much running i felt bad for them i was like yo why don't you like stop running leave the pool and then come back in yeah but it's like moral support back in. yeah i'm not doing that yeah (laughs) i
0: was like i got the option to opt out of cardio yeah i'm good (laughs)
2: Uh-huh. Oh my god, they were like, they, oh, I can't, like, I can't, yeah. I, good for yeah, them. But yeah, they,
3: truly. they, they be jogging. They'll, <laughs> they, they jog. <laughs> they be jogging.
1: <laughs> they
2: do be jogging. to be the title of this, of this episode. Yeah.
3: <laughs> and they Honestly. jog all the way to um Rohan. It's the, th- the yes. three hunters. Yeah. And that's when we really get like the bonding moment. Oh,
2: because, yeah, because they're following. Yeah. Yeah.
3: And oh, I, uh. I love when they're, you know, Helm's Deep is a wonderful, it's so tense. The action is, like, you're right there. Mm-hmm. And then you get that wonderful moment. Well, wonderful in that it's stressful. You know, when Legolas is like, hear me, Thor and Shield, if you're <sighs> hear, You know, go and find Gimli for the love that we both bear him. And it's, like, the first time that Legolas talks about how he actually has feelings for Gimli. And then when they celebrate afterwards, he's talking in Elvish while he's drunk about how he's so sad
0: that they can't be together. <laughs> and it's just... Yep. Uh, I think uh, we need to talk about gay disasters, Gimli and Legolas.
3: (laughs) There's so many gay disasters in this story.
2: Yeah, it's incredible. Let me say, I took a note of this and I have the quote. (laughs) This is um, Legolas confessing to a drunk Pippin. Mm -hmm. So this is him. uh, I can't remember where in this falls. Is this post Helm's Deep?
3: Probably. Yeah, if they're partying.
2: Is the drunken night at Rohan happens post Helm's Deep? Yeah, like that celebration.
3: Mm -hmm. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Okay. So he, he's, I guess it's too long to read, actually. Um, but he, he talks about how he's afraid of time, of how he finally is starting to learn that he's afraid of mortality. And he talks about how not having the words, like, uh, how do I, like, I don't have the words in Dwarvish to tell him how what he means to me. Because in Elvish, you know, we just, we let silence tell us what we would need to know. Mm-hmm. And he goes off on this beautiful... Tangent. (laughs) And Pippin just looks at him with unfocused eyes and says, you need another drink, and walks (laughs) off. And I was like, you're killing me. In that same (laughs) night, fellow friends, he... I wrote this, and I, I I texted my best friend, and I was like, this is gonna mean nothing to you, but... Legolas went from calling Gimli Melanine to Melethnine. Like yeah, it's drugs, so great. W- yeah, I, it's I so great. Screamed, and it. I screamed. I screamed. Yeah. I was like, are you joking? So, like, he just went from calling Gimli my friend to my to love. My love. Yeah. Oh.
0: He thinks he's so sneaky about it. <laughs> he <he's> not sneaky. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Meanwhile, Aragorn oh, is like, Jesus, man. would the two of oh, you yeah. stop
1: <laughs> it? <laughs>
3: Ridiculous. my favorite thing
0: is all of the dwarves
3: slowly noticing yeah. they're in love and everyone going i'm not telling thorne about this yeah. someone else
0: can deal with this <laughs> yeah my favorite i think the earliest one is Thre- is it threra who does it like it was somebody uh herrera yeah one of it's like one of the older women yeah and is like yeah i'm not touching this with a 10 foot pole <laughs> you she's like no one is ready for this and like clocks it early and is like yeah. and like literally walks away and all the boys are like huh?
2: <laughs> what did that she's mean? like don't
0: worry about it you'll find out when you need to find out
2: yeah <laughs> when the time is right
0: yeah and then when thorin it's just does like find the, out the it's, vine boom noise yeah like when he does find out he just goes nuclear yeah. and it's so funny oh destroys his forge
3: yeah i love mm-hmm. the description of him throwing like an axe through the wall and yeah. <laughs> like gets stuck yeah
0: Yeah. And it's like, it's not even, it it is that it's Legolas is an elf, but it's specifically that Legolas is Legolas. Legolas. That's the problem. Mm -hmm. Like, he was like, I might, might be able to get over the elf thing. Maybe. Possibly. But this one? <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's yeah it's really it took a lot of time for thorin to like but then he turned around and he's their number one gigaloss supporter he totally I he ships know. them yeah <laughs> it's, <great. laughs> oh, it's so
2: great in that note can i here's another l- lovely little moment where thorin knows that legolas loves gimli but has made his peace with it yeah and then real like it's hints to gimli like um uh, maybe this is what's happening and Gimli's like. Nah, <laughs> and then walks away because he doesn't. He's afraid of like yeah. Once he he uh, so a plot point which happens in the fic is that Gimli talks to Aragorn after the drunken night at Rohan where mm-hmm. he says, "Well, Legolas has was talking about like wanting something but not being able to have it or being afraid of not being able to have it. Like, what could it be?" And Aragorn's like, "Well, uh, I don't know." And Gimli says, "Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. You have your your elf deal, right? So that wasn't sensitive <laughs> of me to ask your elf yeah. situation." <laughs>
0: <laughs> you
2: have and your elf on like, the shelf. Well,
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, then Aragorn's like, well, Arwen likes giving up her mortality and like elves can die of a broken heart. And Gimli says, say no more. Then that's not happening. He's like, if Legolas doesn't love me, then he can't die of love. Which is dumb, because at that point Legolas is already in love with him. But well, we digress. Yes. And so Thorin is like trying to tell Gimli, like, say something, you idiot! And they get to the paths of death. They're following... Aragorn to go get this ghost army and mm-hmm. I don't know if it's explained but I think it's because maybe the veil is so thin there yeah
3: because they can see the ghost the ghost army as well
2: mm, got it yeah
3: so they can they can it's it's much thinner there so they can see all the dwarves that are following him
2: amazing but that also means that Thorin now can speak directly to Legolas oh yeah and, <laughs> and Gimli's like don't you dare you shut the fuck up <laughs> And, and Legolas and is like, so oh no, oh no, oh no, oh no. Thorin, <laughs> well, Thorin, because Legolas doesn't know about Gimli's feelings, or Gimli's affection. Yeah. And Thorin w- pulls out the card where he's like, Legolas, Dandrillion, you at one point said that I have to like, that you would do anything in service of me finding Gimli. I'm here to pay up, basically. Mm-hmm. I want you to speak your heart. And I, A, was screaming, and then wrote this note, literally uh, I said, I love the Thor and his representative of every fanfic reader who reads Idiots to Lovers. <laughs> He's done it. He meddled and now watches the aftermath. Hail Thor and Oak and Shield King under the mountain. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, <sighs> I like slow clapped in my living room. I was like, yes, yes. Yeah. It's what we've always wanted to do in a fanfic, which is just like, talk, talk,
3: assholes. Yeah, it's so satisfying. And then once, once they, you know, acknowledge their feelings and stuff. He's like, I regret this a little. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Congratulations.
3: (laughs) I played myself. Yeah. 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 But we we need to talk about the other idiots to lovers, which is, of course, Bilbo and Thorin. Yes, we do. We do
0: also need to talk about Iconic (laughs) babes.
3: So sad, so tragic. Bilbo growing more and more insular as time goes on and more secretive, never wanting to talk about his love. And Thorin watching over him every day and then he starts seeing him and they he thinks Bilbo's a manifestation of his guilt until he goes to visit Bilbo and it's this the iconic scene, my fa- one of my favorite lines, because out of context, it is the dumbest shit you've ever heard. But in context, it is this. It is like the most heart wrenching, and it's just Bilbo realizing he's like, "What? You've been stalking me for eighty years? What yep. the fuck?" And he yep. he wakes up, and then Thorin falls to his knees and goes, "But I made you a pen." <laughs> <laughs> yup. Yeah.
1: Yep.
3: It is. I forgot that. You line. have
2: fan art of that, right? I that's
3: have what, drawn that's... that scene like five times.
2: <laughs> it's funny. It is so. Because you good. remember you're, you're ending that chapter or something. Mm-hmm. I like, I yeah, remember
3: that. yeah. There's like ten years of my art embedded in that fic. Oh, there's so so wow.
0: Yep. Yeah. I love the fo- the literal photos of your art that are clearly from a sketchbook. <laughs> yeah, like, just like yeah. Yeah, when I was like, of like eleven
3: it. or twelve. Yeah.
0: yeah so good yeah your talent is unreal anyway um yeah yeah. so (laughs) I love Thorne and Bilbo because they're real dumb like real dumb (laughs) but Bilbo I was talking about this with Alan I was like Bilbo is me (laughs) (laughs) Bilbo is a level of crotchety that I just aspire to and (laughs) there's one moment this is what I sent to Alan at like 12 in the morning where Bilbo just says hmm another battle Really? (laughs) And that's what I said. I was like, I agree, Bilbo. I think there are too many of these. And so you can blame Tolkien for
2: that. If I remember correctly, you texted me first and were like, There's too many battles. And I was like, All right, fair enough. There would be if you read if you binge it in thirteen hours. (laughs) Yeah, I did Um, it to myself to be fair. Shortly after that you sent me that picture of Bilbo and I was like, That's hysterical.
0: Yeah. So I said, Literally, if I have to read through one more battle, I am going to be the one swinging axes. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> and then the next thing is the photo of another battle, truly, with just Bilbo gets me. <laughs>
2: Amazing. And
0: then Alan responded, I have bad news. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, the War of the Ring. There's a couple battles in there. Yeah, there's many yeah. of them. There's
2: a few. But anyway, and the two of them ones.
0: are... So funny. And like Thorin having to navigate all of his guilt and literally everyone around him being like, it's real. Like you did some stuff, but you're not like the worst. Yeah. Like you need to chill out a little bit and like, you know, accept the fact that you did the best with what you could with like a shit hand. And, like, the madness wasn't really your fault either, which I think we can also talk about as, like, a corollary for some mental illness stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, it was really fascinating. I had
2: that note. Yeah.
0: For him to navigate his, like, gold madness, like, he was, like, he no longer experiences it, although there are a couple of times where gold comes out, like, specifically the Mm -hmm. ring comes out and it, like, speaks to him in weird ways or whatever, where he has this guilt around what he did while he was mad. And everybody's, like... You know, did the madness that afflicted your father and your grandfather, did that negate all of the good things that they did? And he's like, no, absolutely not. It's like, did that make them weak? And he's like, no, of course not. And they're like, yeah, so turn that around on you. And he's like, no, I am garbage. (laughs) And it's like such a, it's such a deep metaphor
2: for mental health.
0: No, sorry. It was like, it was so poignant, I thought.
2: Yeah, Mm -hmm. I was going to say, and there's like, I love also, he goes through his whole healing process. And then is there to kind of help the newly dead Mm -hmm. to kind of deal with their own like guilt about whatever yeah um and i don't remember who he said this to evelyn you might be able to tell me but this is a quote that i thought was really poignant thorin was quiet for a moment and then he said I will not be surprised if you cannot believe me, but I speak truth when I say that my guilt has poisoned me. I have been locked in shame and self-hatred. I have torn at my every good part in my haste to condemn my faults. I have allowed myself no peace, no healing, no understanding. I have driven myself to the edges of my endurance and punished myself in ways that I would call cruel if they were visited upon those I care for. If I have been unkind to others, I have been monstrous to myself." And I was like Oof. I think
3: I think I know what conversation that is uh,
2: I don't remember to <laughs> whom he said it. I think I think it's ball? when he's
3: talking to to Frarin Mm. yeah that makes
2: sense but I thought that that's one of those things that like I struggle with like day to day where I'm like I am so easy like it's so easy to hear all of the like my voice in my head like disparage me and be like oh you're not good at this you're bad at that like look at how like worthless you are at this and blah 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 but if I it's that you know, that trick where you're like, if you wouldn't think that about someone else or about something you love, then you shouldn't be thinking it about yourself. Mm -hmm. And I thought that that was a really beautiful, a a beautiful Mm -hmm. way to put that.
3: Yeah. It's a really like wonderful healing journey that he goes on. Um, And you see that happen for like the rest of his family members as well. You see like Farron deal with his PTSD um, and kind of learn his own limits as well. Like he feels less obligated to witness like horrific battles as, Time goes on, and mm-hmm. with Thor and Thrain, the guilt that they feel as well for going through the kind of horrific tragedies that they experienced through life, like it's really this like wonderful kind of collective healing process that happens with like all of the dwarves. You know, you get like uh, Nori as well, Balin, and the, and they kind of their guilt eases as time goes on, and they all kind of settle. And because he settles, he feels more comfortable finally you know, living in the halls and waiting. Instead of feeling that, like, guilt and anger, like, prickling inside his breast, keeping him, like, active all the time, he can actually find time to rest. So by the time, at the end of the story, he's actually, like, letting his beard grow for the first time in, you know, Mm -hmm. years upon years because he first shore it because of his grief uh, at the siege of Erebor, the sacking of Erebor by smog. And so he finally feels comfortable enough to let go of that and make it a thing of the past that happened. And it's just like a wonderful story about like healing. And, you know, it's just, it's so, I just keep saying it's so good because it is.
0: (laughs) Well, and if he had never gone on that healing journey, I don't think you would have, we would have gotten to the point in the story narratively where he could go and argue for Bilbo to be able to come be with the dwarves in the afterlife. Like he Mm -hmm. had to believe himself worthy of making that ask. So. As we discussed earlier, part of the construct is that, like, the dwarves live separately from the other races in the afterlife. Yeah. And they basically make a... uh, Mahal, like, basically allows him to go and ask the larger, I don't know, like, council or whatever of, like...
3: He gets... Yeah, he gets snuck in by Mahal and Nienna, I think it is. Mm -hmm. And he goes and he yells at Manwe... Um, right, <laughs> who is he nonway is basically like the the mouth of Eru, who is like the big guy who made everything and they like they all work in tangent, but he's like the big one. Mm-hmm. you know,
0: yeah. and and so he goes and he yells at another god. <laughs> incredible to allow Bilbo to live with them in the afterlife. And like that had been sort of set up by I think it's Keeley goes uh, to Mahal yeah. all the time. Was it Keely? Yeah, um, Goes to Mahal throughout the story like from the beginning and yeah. is trying to like petition Mahal to like let this happen and he's basically like, I'll wear him down. <laughs> and <laughs> there's like and he does. There's a slight sort of, he was like, it's slightly underhanded because Keely also is in love with someone who's not a dwarf. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And has that secret that has been on his heart for, you know centuries or whatever. Yeah. Um, and is in love with what's the name tariel tariel and wants tariel to come to you know the halls as well Mm -hmm. and so through all of them sort of healing and opening up their worldview and like making all of these positive you know growth things they sort of like are in a place to fight for their own eternal happiness Mm -hmm. in a way that is like so powerful and they also leave the door open for future, hint, hint, spoiler, spoiler, hint, hint, uh, hint. Dwarves, yeah, dwarves who may also be in love with non-dwarves uh-huh. <laughs> in the living world uh, who might need this, uh, you know, opportunity too. So they really sort of like, while they're fighting for the changes in the living world, they are also navigating like a change in the afterlife at the same time, which is super powerful and like could only happen if they got over, like specifically if Thorin could like get through the difficulties of his own guilt and yeah. trauma to like yeah. come out on the other side and yeah
2: yeah and bilbo is so talk funny. about one of my favorite moments yes yeah i, w- I was gonna say some of m- one of my favorite moments around this scene is like a i'm obsessed with the fact that bilbo nagged his way into a trial with Monway. incredible yeah <laughs> like the death, 100%. death was like i don't remember who the who the mandos de- not, m- mandos and he's like yeah, he, he won't leave. <laughs> he's
1: like, he won't come he with just me.
2: won't go. And Bilbo's like, I already said I'm not going. <laughs> Let and me speak to like, the manager. But you must. <laughs> <laughs> it is your gift. And Bilbo's like, no, thank you. Yeah. Let me speak to a manager. He literally is like,
0: I've um, already said then, what I'm going to do, which is sit my ass right here. <laughs> I was literally sobbing,
3: crying, throwing up when they finally got to touch each other. Yeah. Like,
1: <gasps> yes. 48
3: fucking chapters of waiting mm-hmm. for them to be able to, like, hold like the fact that they're like hovering their hands over each other because they can't touch when they're like facing off Sauron and stuff and like they finally get to hug each other and Thorin's like even if I don't get anything else I got this I finally got to like hold you in my arms after like (sighs) 80 years of being sad and alone (laughs) Uh, I see I thought of you Alan because I remembered when you had Caitlin on the show and She brought the 100k fic and you're like, man, I hate when there's like a slow burn and it takes them so long to get together. (laughs) And I was thinking to myself, oh boy, (laughs) because the one of the main (laughs) couples doesn't get together until like, uh, you know, chapter uh, 30 something or other. And then the other one doesn't get together until two (laughs) chapters before the end. Yeah, let me tell you, I...
2: There's a note somewhere in here where I was like, here, let me read it for to you. These are these notes are all like things I wrote in the moment and I was like yeah. oh, so they're they're really my unfiltered thoughts. <laughs> um, I wrote first of all I said chapter 33 which was when Thorin meddled in the Thúth Caves, took me three times as long to get through because I kept going back to reread my favorite parts. And then I said, chapter 33 really delivered on the promises of the four or five chapters before this, ever since the drunk night at Rohan, because she teases us. She's like, oh, they're drunk. They're talking about feelings. like Legolas is about to confess. And you're like, yes, 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 here we go. And then there's like, Mm, five-ish, maybe seven chapters in which nothing (laughs) happens except Gimli is strictly avoiding Legolas. And I'm like, no! And also, here's the thing. Um, I also really wanted to um, applaud the author because she has, like, hover text over a lot of the kuzdul. Yeah. So that was really awesome. Like, I didn't have to, like, go to the bottom to look at the glossary that she also very helpfully has at the bottom. But there was a few... There were a few chapters, I think, it like, it must have broken or, like, it wasn't working on my computer. So I was like, that's fine. So I had the ch- the chapter on one tab, and then on the other tab, I had the glossary, like, same chapter, but just at the bottom. Mm-hmm. And so when I would scroll to the bottom post-chapter 33, I could see the, like, kuzdul gl- glossary was really big, and then there was no Cinderin, And I was like, what do you mean there's no Cinderin? Where the fuck is, where? where is Legolas? Why is he not speaking? Why is he not confessing his love now? <laughs> so I definitely had my moments of screaming into the void, but also one of the additional tags that she had was like, slow build, like glacial. <laughs> I was like, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that checks out. That checks out. It is out. the
0: slowest we of burns. Also talk ab- The slowest of slow burns, Truly. for sure.
2: Going back to Bilbo at the end, can we talk about, I wrote, I thought, the way that Bilbo got a, a dwarven name um, yes. or like a dark name dark was names. hysterical. It's
3: so it's so, it's so great.
2: Hysterical. Cause he's like, oh, he's Bilbo's essentially like Talking to Mahal, and so for some context for anyone who's not a Lord of the Rings fan, the canon says that uh, dwarves have dark names, which are like names that were written into their very like bones by their creator Mahal, and it's like their essence essentially, and it's only shared under underground in the dark with other people who are close to you, like your intended or your family. So it's very it's a very deep personal thing, and so by this point in the story. They're at the Halls of Mahal, Bilbo and Thorin, and Thorin has already given Bilbo his Dark name. And Bilbo's reminiscing with Mahal and is like, man, it's really, it's a bummer, like, Thorin has already shown how much he loves me because I know his Dark name and I just don't have anything. And Mahal's like, you would allow me to name you? And Bilbo's response is is like, oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, go for it. (laughs) Yeah, it's (laughs) great. So, like, talking to a deity, like, he's, the deity's like, "I, I can give you a name that is your very essence. And Bilbo's like, Sounds good, bud. Let's do it.
3: I love yeah, the dark that. names um, in the story. Doria Zirikab, Anvil of Hope for Thorin, and Put mm-hmm. duel It's just uh, like Lover in the in the Shadows, I think it is. It's just so good. And, I, you know, Gimli's, of course, both his use name and his dark name relate to what is in the halls itself. Gimli's dark name is Sansukal, and there's the the Chamber of Sansukal and Gimlin Zaram, which means clear sight, and it's just so, it's so wonderful. So I actually made some dark names for you guys. <gasps> You're
1: joking. Oh, no <laughs> way.
3: Yeah. So oh, I'm going to lose I my shit. haven't <laughs> read these out loud in like a hot <sighs> second. So
2: I am. Okay. You know, I'm not okay losing my right mind. Now. I can't believe you would just be like, oh, yeah, I just, I've made some dark names for you.
3: Yeah. Well, like forever ago, a friend of mine, my friend Brooke actually like made one for me because mm. we used to. Like, all of us Sansuk buddies and stuff would, like, make our own dwarf and and stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh. And so I have my own. song. I'm going to see if I can find that one, too, so I can just tell people what it is. <laughs> I don't remember. Great. Oh, there it is. <laughs> because we're not um, prepared. Um, but I'll, I'll tell you guys <laughs> yours first, obviously. So mm-hmm. here, uh, Alan, <laughs> your name is Ukudni Buzra, which means light in the deep. Aww. And then Aaron, yours is Abhar Usu, which means Fire of Wisdom. Oh I spent a God. while. God. I spent a while going on Dwaro Scholar and like putting stuff together and thinking about it. <laughs> Caitlin has known about this for a while. Caitlin, damn
2: you, Caitlin!
3: <laughs> Always the accomplice, Caitlin. <laughs> yeah, and this here. Truly. I have my little. Caitlin's a great here, partner so in crime, so to be spelled. fair. <laughs> I'll send you a picture of how it's written out.
2: Yes, please. Oh God. Do. But
3: yeah, um, and mine is um, "fuluz Mara, which was given to me by my friend Brooke, and it means like swift uh, or some uh, prosperous passion is what it means. Oh, so I good! I found the post, that but so... yeah, it's so it's just so fun to like.
2: That's you know, so sweet.
3: Have... Yeah, so yeah. I was like waiting for us to get to that. <laughs> I've oh. had it out. Uh, I've had it out. Like sitting here, <laughs> I have a lot it's of feelings.
2: Genius! Wow. Oh man, Incredible. that is. Yeah! That, wow, that really hit. Ooh, I've cried enough.
1: <laughs>
3: <That's> <laughs> thank
2: you. That is so You're kind. Fine. You're
1: welcome.
3: Yeah. yeah, that was my little secret that I didn't tell anyone that I except had, except Caitlin, until just now. <laughs> except Caitlin. Caitlin was the only one who knew. But yes, I'm oh. sorry.
2: to think we have to plan something to surprise Caitlin because she's been on all, <laughs> she's been an accomplice one too many times.
0: One Too it many is- times. Incredibly difficult to surprise Caitlyn, unfortunately.
2: <laughs> that is true. <laughs> too,
0: too knowledgeable. She's the Nori of our friend group. She's a sneaky lady. <laughs> mm. uh, yes. Wow. God. I
3: feel like we've neglected the airborne crew, which I love to death. Mm. All those beautiful, beautiful dwarves and elves. You gotta say, Loss being a younger brother in this fic is fucking inspired. Yeah. I gotta <laughs> yeah. say. Yeah.
1: The fact that
3: he's got his bitch older brothers.
2: (laughs) 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 So great.
3: Bitch ass older Uh, brothers. Lindoar and Lyrafin. Lyrafin and his friendship with Gamish is like the most important thing to me in the world.
2: So cute.
3: Gamish is my little baby boy and when the fic updated after like four years and then there was a time skip, I literally was like, Texting debts, and I was like, "What do you mean he's an adult? He's
2: been a baby forever." <laughs> what do you mean he has? He's, he's found his one?
3: Shut up! What is this? Yeah. I literally like had me. I was like crying over it because I was like, "No, oh. time has
0: passed." I guess now is my moment to talk about the other quote that I remember. Yeah. <laughs> Let's break up that really heartfelt and wonderful bit of thing with my dumbass brain. Which there was a moment where I think it was we Thorin yes. and Gamish for talking. Maybe it was we Thorin and somebody else, but. Weathorn gets a like I forget what it's called, but basically like a like a nickname, uh, oh, like appellation, mm-hmm. yeah, an appellation, yeah. which is we Thorin Sword Axe. Yeah, and I believe it's Gimish who responds mm, more like we Dumb Axe.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, and I screamed; it was so funny. They're so great. I love. Yeah, the, like, relationship. It's so familial and so funny. And, like, it's such a breath of fresh air compared to, like, the misery of the previous generation. Oh, yeah. And, um, <laughs> they're so lighthearted.
3: And, like, their first yeah. kind of appearance together when they're, like, contemplating dropping a pebble on Dane's head. Yeah. And then you think, and <laughs> Keeley's watching and he's like, oh, fuck, I'm going to be making, like, apology presents for the rest of my life. Is this how I act? And then you think we Thorin's going to be, like, the one who's talking sense to
0: Gamish and he's like a pebble won't hit him from there use this wood block instead yeah you're like a pebble (gasps) might cause more harm than you want and also it's easier to miss so yeah Yeah. (laughs) but it's just uh, all the like dwarven characters in
3: Erebor like Gimris and Bofur just being so in love and Baris Crystal Stung is like my favorite girly of all time (laughs) Mm -hmm. I love her that disaster lesbian I love her so much. We stand a disaster list. Yeah, and Thera and Danes like love and Thorin Stonehelm. The best is when it's all three Thorns scowling at each other.
1: Yeah. Is, <laughs>
3: uh, and and all the political like intrigue stuff that happens in like Erebor is so stressful.
1: Mm-hmm. Like
3: when Dory gets stabbed in the back by Eorna, it's like <sighs> yeah. <sighs> screaming shouting so. i wrote so... on
2: my notes i think i hate inorna more th- almost as much as umbridge maybe <laughs> even a little more to be honest maybe more. that was yeah. the level of rage i had at that character
0: yeah she is just that was i mean that sort of towards the end when they were navigating the like siege and running out of food and dealing with all that like that had such like salient points about like dealing with what it means to actually like hold your ground and like try to navigate that kind of situation, it and like having them the two her and the sort of like dumbass I don't know if it was like her husband or just like someone whatever Another yeah. you yeah. know Many them being crummers. like you're withholding food from us and you're hiding all of the food stores and if we can't have it then no one can and like lighting the food stores on fire was like such a intriguing and important stealing
2: like, po- the jewels from jewelry the off dead the corpses. Uh, yeah was like such li- I was screaming yeah.
3: screaming and she like cuts like a bit of Thera's beard off and you're like no
0: <gasps> yeah. oh my
2: god I cannot believe that this author created something to the level of Dolores Umbridge I was livid I was pissed <laughs> yeah so with it
0: but it was so well handled and it was such a small like in the arc of things it was such a small plot point but it made such an impact
2: yeah. oh yeah and she, and then she's killed uh, like so she's taking she's trying to take queen thera hostage to get out of there with the stolen jewelry not realizing that marilyn an, uh, an elf um, that is at erebor is behind her and shoots her with an arrow and so she just kind of falls over dead and the quote is it seemed too quiet an end after such malice and i wrote I'll fucking say (laughs) like we didn't get no trial. We didn't get no justice. Just a swift arrow through the fine. I understand that the situation necessitated it, but I was not pleased. I wanted to see her in pain.
3: (laughs) Uh, Yeah, it's just uh. and then like the stress of Beaufort digging through the tunnels to go to Lake to go to Dale to get the help. From them and to get help from King Brand and his son Bard, and then the mine collapsing on the way back, and then you have Gamish going in to <sighs> go, and and, you're, and he's all by himself, and he kills an orc, but you're an like, orc with a oh! And then, he's, and then it gets blinded, and it's so. uh And then you have yeah. Bomber going out there to go try and find his brother. I when I was rereading it, like you know a couple months ago I had forgotten that Bomber dies right before Dane oh. and I was like sobbing so hard when Bomber is like we need to bring his body in and they couldn't they had to leave him oh. outside and it's like uh, and then it's immediately to Dane going to go fight and save Brand and then Brand <sighs> dies and and then it's just him and Selga, and he's trying to convince Selga to leave the battlefield. And then it's Thorin and Frerin bearing witness to Dane's last stand, and how oh. the orcs are so in awe of his strength against Dagalur that they're taking him on one at a time because they knew if they rushed him all at once, they could overtake him. But they're just so impressed by how well he's like keeping up, and you're just like watching it, and, like and you're he's reading, also it, and you're just at like, that point. yeah, yeah, it's just. Uh, I'm always, like, crying during that part. Literally that whole, like, half chunk of the chapter, there, I I can never see. And then I get KO'd by my own art, like, three times in a row. (laughs) (laughs) God damn it. Which is the worst part.
2: Hysterical, but yes, devastating.
3: Yes. And I love Marilyn and Lindoar and Lyrafin so much. And Jerry. And then you have... Jerry. I love Jerry. Uh, sansuk was actually my first ever introduction to like a non-binary character in fiction Mm. and so having like jerry the dwarf just be this wonderful little dwarf with his with their two lesbian moms is like the best thing ever and uh, and then they go and they meet uh princess Kara, and they have that wonderful scene where Gimli talks to Kara and such just entirely in Kusul, I think is so impressive because you know it's difficult to translate stuff, especially if it's like, you know, made up language. Right. Right. It's a feat. It's like eight or nine lines and it's so cool.
2: Yeah, it just like it it's just the whole fic is rife with incredible characterization. Like it is a long fic. It is an undertaking to do. However, I would say that it's warranted. Like, all of it is in service of the story it's telling. And not only that, but, like, the layers it adds to a story that you may already know. Um, One of the things that I wrote was... Where is this? Oh, yeah. Like, when the fic used lines from the movies or books, but added a layer to the fic. And so, like, one of these things is, like, Gandalf is able to see the dead dwarves being, um, you know, this angelic being. And so, when they are talking... I think Gandalf is talking to Frodo about how Bilbo kittied Gollum and didn't kill him and Frodo's like I wish he had Gandalf says many that live deserve death and some that die deserve life talking to in talking to Frodo he's talking about Gollum but he's looking at Thorin when he says it and it's just like those little moments that are so smart yeah it's just like it's so well put together and you can tell the care that was taken and making sure that it was like accurate and consistent and yeah you really fall in love with all of the characters and let me tell you there's a few of them.
3: There's a few of them. There's, there's quite a few. There are at I, least five. I know I, I said, <laughs> like, when we finally, like, confirmed all this, I sent Aaron, like, a huge block of text. And it's like, here's all the reading stuff that you should probably look at just in case if you want to keep track of everyone. And <laughs> just in case, you know, if you get lost, like, I want to make sure. And I was like, no, You're friend. so
2: kind.
0: No. Yeah. <laughs> this is real, real nice of you, but uh, I'm garbage <laughs> and I'm not going to read that. <laughs>
2: <sighs> but I saw yeah. that you were working on a graphic novel of this. Did, is that finished?
3: I, so actually, there's two. Oh, so here's here's the lore. Here's yes. the lore. Back in 2015, I started making a Sansu graphic novel called the Mighty Sansu Graphic Novel Project. Love it. And it was all by myself. I was doing it. I did I think 44, 48 pages of that, and then wow. but I was going like line for line. Like, no adaptation, no cuts whatsoever. Kudos. It, it was not feasible. So I stopped. Yeah. But then last year, I had made the covers because I always told my friend I want to make copies of the book to have. So I had made these covers and, like, I got it anon, and someone was like, oh, I thought this was like a graphic novel. Because of, like, the way the art was. And I was like, funny you should mention that. I actually used to do this thing. <laughs> and I was like, you know, put a little, like, gif of, uh, you know, Elrond going, I was there, Gandalf, 1,000 years ago. And I sent <laughs> that to Detz. And I was like, haha, isn't this so funny? And she was like, you know, if you, like, still want to do that, I would adapt it for you. And I was like, are you serious? <laughs> That's amazing. And so we are now... Uh, I'm actually doing a webcomic of it. Yes, I have been on like hiatus in terms of working on pages, but I have like a backlog. Sure. But the first chapter, you know, is currently posting. It is the first two Mondays of the month. Thorin just got his little power, actually. Ooh,
2: fun!
3: So if you want to like go and read that, the blog is called um, Sansuk Comic. It's all one word. And it's also posted on my Instagram, uh, Fishy dwarves, and my Twitter, uh, which is wow underscore underscore then in like a thread. Nice. So there are three places to go and see it. I love it. But the main one is the, the Tumblr itself. Um, And there's also like a little, like we, I made like a little trailer video for like Cute. to get like people excited when I, you know, was working on it and yeah. stuff. And it's really cool. It's going to be a really long undertaking and it's definitely like a passion project. Yeah. So I'm trying not to like hold myself to stuff too much but it's it's super cool i'm very passionate about it and it's really cool seeing people like re- like talking the tags about yes. how they're like oh my god i remember this scene or whatever and uh, it's so cool and it sucks too because i'll like reread it like the fic and i'll be like i want to draw i like i see it in my head how <laughs> yeah. i do this but it's gonna be years <laughs> right. until i get to this yeah you know you're like it's gonna take uh, a while but yeah so i did i did have one and now i have a new one amazing,
2: <laughs> amazing. i'm excited to read it thank you because yeah this has been this was a I, I am. I'm looking forward to the next time in which I have the availability to go through this again, because yeah. it was a wonderful, wonderful. time.
3: And yeah. there is a sequel, uh, not like a sequel, yeah, there's, but like there's an a a appendices, yeah, thing. like an epilogue. Yeah, there's an epilogue which I inspired. I know uh, it's I dedicated to me. Congratulations! And I also am technically the reason that it's titled the way it is because. <gasps> Amazing. Death and I were talking about it, and she's like, "Okay, I want to write this thing where like Legolas goes to." the halls of Mahal and stuff. And I was like, hey, would Legolas have like a dark name? Like, you know, because he always talks about how he's so sad that he doesn't. And she was like, oh! (laughs) 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 So genius that's my like claim to fame
2: i did read the <laughs> epilogue as well because i was like you did i of love course i did is,
0: i had yes. to save it it's i so had good. to not do it yeah <laughs> i had to be like i have to go <laughs> yeah to bed. well you can do it afterwards yeah. but i think it's yeah it's helpful to point out like the end of the story i love that the story ends with the end of gimli's life
3: it hurts so bad oh, but in God. such a good way but it's way. so good
0: yes. yeah
2: yes it has the perfect ending sentence which is he's like Oh, so the, the scenario is that Mahal comes to Thorin yeah. and is like, hey, I'm literally
3: gonna start crying. I
2: need a favor from you. And Thorin's like, what do you need? No, what is it? Tell me first. And Mahal's like, well, I thought you would want to like do this because of the love we both bear for him. And Thorin's like, all right, I'm in. And so Mahal sends Thorin to like ease Gimli like over to the halls of Mahal and... Oh, my God. I, I didn't write the whole thing down, but they have a beautiful exchange where Gimli's like, okay, I have to go. Oh, Evelyn Everyone's has got it. Gonna
3: go, Everyone's I'm going to go it. open it, right? Well, actually, I have the fucking book. Hold up. <laughs> <laughs> what yeah. am I doing scrolling on my phone? Well, it's like, We've you had, know. We
2: have um, I got it. Kellen Brimbor and Toriel now in the halls, and they've left behind, yeah. like, a path, essentially, that
3: Legolas can follow. Yeah,
2: Legolas can follow. So he's trying to ease Gimli and like, hey, it's okay, let's move on. All right, kid. it, Evelyn.
3: Okay, I'll read it. My star, Thorin, son of my heart, it's time. But, ugh, there's no putting it off anymore, is there? All right, you'll have to guide me, as you have ever done. I'll be able to give you a hug at long last. Don't dawdle now. But, Legolas, he'll be right behind you. He knows the path. As swift as he is, it will not take long. We're all so proud of you, Sansukal. So proud. Ha! It wasn't a bad life, was it? No, not at all. We're all waiting, Gimli. Everyone, Ahmad, Adad, Dane, and Dwalin and Lonnie and Ori. All here, and more besides. There's so many who want to see you. Don't be late now. All right. Keep your beard on, my king. I think I see a light on the horizon.
2: Ah! I'm so sad.
3: It's so that good.
2: line, that ending uh, is perfect. So perfect. It is. Oh. Oh. Truly devastating. I was, I was pleased as punch to see the epilogue. So I was like, that was beautiful and perfect, but also I need more.
1: Yeah, <laughs> so I need to. I to read no. Well, there's
3: the there are so plot. many appendices stories. Yeah. that were written by other people. Yeah, and...
2: I I'm, I'm reading currently the the gimm- gimmish and uh, Perry how they meet because I was oh,
3: like, yeah, I need info a on new coat this. Perry is great. He snuck up on her. He was not a planned character.
2: I love him. He's adorable.
3: Yeah. But uh, my like the best gift I ever got was when she was posting these final chapters. We were like talking again after, you know, she was gone for just four years and I would just send messages to her not expecting any reply. Yeah, And then she came back and I was so happy to like see her. And so as like a gift, she sent me the document of the last chapter the day before she posted it. Wow. So for like a short time, it was only me who had read the the last chapter of the story,
1: oh, my God. and and
3: and then it was, and then it was me and my friend Brooke as well, mm-hmm. and we were the only two people aside from Debs who had read it. And I remember I like read you know the whip that she sent me, and I was literally like crying, <laughs> like couldn't see. I was just like <laughs> it was full body sobs, because it was just like. Uh, this thing that I'd, like, have loved forever ending. Yeah. (laughs) It's just so... I love the story
0: so much.
2: What a beautiful gift.
0: Yeah. And what a poignant sort of, like, thing to think about in terms of endings. And, like, it was the end of a chapter of your life. And this story is all about accepting death and accepting change and knowing that things live on, even if in different forms. And, like, you can still... You know, those things stay with you. Yeah, it's just
3: it's (gasps) such a one. And, and, you know, (laughs) the tone of the ending is very much kind of uh, how Tolkien tried to end his stories with eucastrophe, which is that feeling of like great joy and great sorrow, which is the same kind of feeling you get when you read Sam saying, well, I'm home.
0: Yeah, we didn't even really talk about that. (laughs) <laughs> but we yeah, don't really need to. Another... Yeah, I mean, I think they've been talked about a lot. I mean, obviously, but like, and they play a major role in this. But like, we're too far deep in this. We can't go back. The Sam, <laughs> the <reaction>. Sam, the <laughs> Sam
3: Pro Polycule is real. Rosie is
0: their wife, and it's great. Yes, and that's all. That's you all should... that matters. Yeah, and you should go yeah. and read it. Just you know, for that experience too. Well, and there is this sort of interesting idea that like none of them are fully healed from what they go Mm -hmm. through Frodo included and that's a conversation that's had a lot with Frodo where he never like settles back into the Shire and like you know none of them are the same as when they started and there's a whole conversation about um sort of at the end when you know all of the sort of old guard are completely like those generations are all gone Mm. and they're kind of sitting around being like you know we don't get to live through the thing that we set up for this you know new generation and they're going to make it their own and what a gift but what also you know thinking about that as an ending and that is something to mourn and grieve and sort of like recognize as difficult is that they like it's the you know planting seeds in a tree you'll never get to see kind of thing um but yeah it was it yeah (laughs) a lot of feelings (laughs) um Uh, so, do we well, rate this? Okay.
2: <laughs> like, it feels like a like an appropriate time. This would be where we ask for ratings. So, Evelyn, you go first.
3: <laughs> well, I think you know my answer. Yeah,
0: maybe this we should save a- Evelyn's for last. Oh, well, I'll be quiet then. <laughs> maybe Evelyn should go last. Alan, what what do you it?
2: <laughs> Why do I go first? Because it's funny. Um, yeah, that's fair enough. Um, I would give it a 9.5 out of 5.
1: Wow. Wow.
2: Because <laughs> let me tell you, let me tell you something. First of all, when I came into this, like when I started doing my work, when I sat down to watch The Lord of the Rings, I was like, I'm not a fantasy girly. I'm not a Lord of the Rings stan boy. This is like going to go poorly for me. And then I liked them. And I was like, okay, well, that's ruined my life. We don't have time to think <laughs> about it right now. I have to go into this fic. And then I read this fic and... There were times when I was reading that I was like, this is the best fan fiction I've ever read. Like, there were moments that were just so poignant and like, Touching and the way it's written, the prose, the like poetry in it, the way that it folds itself into the canon that is already so vast, so so vast. That is so impressive to me to have been able to like parse through all of that and then just kind of jigsaw your way into it. It's not really even like a like it's like they walk side inside. side. Like I can't think of now, I can't think of the Lord of the Rings without in in some way thinking about Sun Tzu and how that relates to it. And for all of the reasons that I've already talked about. About like the the art that was incorporated, the care that was taken with the language and the culture, the the music, the way that it just folded all of that in was perfect to me. Um, my only, it was a ten, and then I got to the near the end, and my only kind of like mm, I'm not sure was I think when we went to to the Oricon Carney, the all of that the in, the political intrigue plot of the cult of Sauron. By that point, I was like. I feel like we're near the end. (laughs) I would like to end, like, I was like, well, I don't know, like, I... Like, is it feeling maybe a little bloated? And then I think mm-hmm. the hiatus happened when it was introduced as a plot, and then when she resolved it, because it was resolved in a letter from Kara, and she like said, "Oh, you know, I've, I've, we've defeated the cult, and this is what's happening, and this is who I want in my court." And I was like, "That's a great way to wrap it up." But I also then feel like maybe some of the setup that we had was not needed. But again, that's a nine point five out of five. Like it is like the best fan fiction I've ever read. It's, it's near perfection. I love it. It, and I cannot wait to reread it. So. That's that's how I feel. Aaron?
0: Same. <laughs> <laughs> <Ditto>. <laughs> I mean, I was, I was just going to give it a five because obviously like that's our rating scale, but like 9.5 totally. <laughs> I agree with the end. I think towards the end, I kind of reached a point of like, similarly to Alan, I was like, okay, like we can kind of wrap this up. Like the last maybe like six or seven chapters I felt like I really just like flew through compared to the previous and there was like some of that stuff I mean it was still interesting it wasn't bad it was just one of those things where I was like okay the main characters that I like really deeply care about the ones like the storylines that I have been invested in are like reaching their natural conclusion and the political intrigue stuff is interesting it's world building and I could see how this could turn I, I kind of wish it was like its own mm. entity or like maybe like a, a different style of epilogue I see your face Evelyn other <laughs> it people don't see it because it's an audio thing but um it felt like something that could be its own mm. thing as opposed to being tacked on at the end but it was really really fascinating and i loved i loved the ending i loved the way it wrapped up i love those gay little dwarves um you <laughs> know gay little love dwarves. wins <laughs> love wins man yeah that <laughs> was just yeah 9.5 is great i'll give it to you <laughs> <laughs> yeah well i
3: obviously have to go. Ahead. 10 out of 5. Yeah, of course. <laughs> because this fic is so important to me and it's made me have some lifelong friendships and, you know, I've literally been drawing art of it for a decade mm-hmm. and I'm never, I'm never going to stop. <laughs> As you shouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, it is just this wonderful thing that I've carried in my heart for so many years. And I usually what happens is I go through a period of like every year I get really re-obsessed with it and I tell everyone I know about it.
2: Great. <laughs> I cannot tell you, I've been like, bursting to get into like in front of this microphone I know I've been waiting Aaron, so I was, like, long I have not spoken to <laughs> anyone because like I like I try to tell my friends a little bit about that like again I texted my best friend with when it changed from melanine to melathine and I was like this is too big to contain but I like I cannot like I, I just want to talk about it and I'm like there's so many parts that were so good like we didn't even scratch the surface really of all that there is of this fic it's mm-hmm. just it's it's a it's a long journey but it's a well worth one yeah so I Loved it.
3: Well, I'm glad I could share it with you guys. Yeah, if you share come back on again,
2: too. though, you're going to have a cap on word, word count.
0: Yeah, we got to set more rules next time. <laughs> this was Sorry, on us. Sorry, but it was, it. <laughs> it was worth it. It
2: was worth it. Sorry.
0: It
3: was half a million words you know
2: (sighs) yeah wow literally half a million (laughs) i I can't even like wrap my mind around the fact that a human wrote that
3: yeah (laughs) it's crazy and also
2: i want to mention the like she went on hiatus and came back and i didn't like there wasn't a noticeable shift in her style either like it kept consistent like i was like that's great
0: yeah yeah which is nuts well on that note evelyn do you want to plug Anything? Tell the people what you're doing because you have some cool recent news that you could maybe share if you want. Sure. Just like where can we find you? What are you up to? All that oh, stuff. <laughs> well. Um,
3: I am now officially affiliated with the Bright Agency at, in their children's illustration department. Yes.
0: yes! I have an agent now. Congratulations. Which is see in. They're too good for us. We we snuck in <laughs> under the... Under the... the right before the door closed. On, <laughs> like, we might have had to talk to your people. Right, exactly.
3: <laughs> um, but uh, if you want to find me and my work, my personal portfolio is um, EvelynLeeRogers.com. I also have Uh, Twitter, which is at wow underscore underscore then Instagram at dwaros which is of course a reference to the the desolation of smog when my sweet company boys get shoved into some barrels and then they get poured fish on them. It is my favorite obscure reference. Um, (laughs) And I finally also on Tumblr, uh, (laughs) yeah, and also on Tumblr under the username fish fingers and scarves. Or you could read the Sansuk comic, which is. Sansu comic read along Um, the first chapter I don't I think it will end within you know this year and then probably there'll be a short break before the next chapter comes out my goal is to kind of have two chapters on backlog before I release the next Mm -hmm. one so Mm -hmm. then I don't die
1: yeah Uh, (laughs) smart but
3: I'm really proud of some of the layouts that are coming in some of the upcoming pages that probably won't be seen for a bit, but I will send to you guys. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. But uh, yeah, so follow along if and also, of course, read the fic because yeah. it, is, it is so wonderful mm-hmm. and just my favorite thing in the world. Amazing.
0: And you can find us on all the places and things. Uh, Spotify, Apple, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. We have, I mean, we can, we do this every time. You know, it's, yeah. theficlist.com is a great landing page. We're on TikTok. We're on all the stuff. Tumblr, you know, Caitlin runs the Tumblr. Yay, Caitlin. Woo, Caitlin. Uh, <laughs> I said that kind of sarcastically. I love Caitlin. That was genuine.
2: This is Aaron trying to speed through this. <laughs> yeah. Trying to speed
0: through it. This is our end of season four episode. This is it.
2: Oh my God. I forgot. Uh-huh.
0: So we're going to go on our hiatus for a little while. <laughs> Cause we need to recover. It's true. <laughs> um, ah. It has been an absolute blast. We like sort of muscled through it at the end. Like we saved this one as like our, like let's go Big rock it out. We are hoping to see y'all at some comic cons, um, uh, this spring and that will usually, but before we start up again, we usually start recording and posting right in time for pride. So, um, if you are going to Philly comic con, you should let me know because I'm going (laughs) and Alan is going and our friend Mai is going (laughs) and, uh, Yeah. Hi, Mai. And Caitlin's probably going to come to you, so we're going to go. And we're meeting Joseph Quinn, babe. (laughs) So uh, we'll keep you posted on all of our Comic-Con appearances, be they official or unofficial, on social media. And that's kind of it for season four of The Fick List.
2: Oh, man. I can't believe that the next time you hear us will be season five. How have we been doing this for five seasons? (sighs) No one knows. No one knows. <laughs> no least knows. of all
0: us. But it has been a blast. Oh, Truly. I need to, before we go, we have some Ko-Fi shout-outs. So... Um, oh, yay! Yeah, let me pull those up because we have a couple of folks who donated. In case you're unaware, we are on Ko-Fi, K-O-F-I, slash the list. And if you feel so led, you could uh, donate literally any denomination the least it would like it will only let me go down to a dollar um in terms of like minimum amount but we appreciate any dollar that you send our way because it helps offset the cost of this podcast so we have to shout out my, again, <laughs> who donated, and Kenzie King, who sent two coffees for the best book club hosts around, mm, which was so thank nice. Thank you all so, so much.
2: That's very yeah, Thank sweet. you to
0: everybody. It was so sweet. And you never have to, but it does help us out a lot. And we do sincerely appreciate it when you do. So that... That's it, y'all. Woo-hoo. Into the light we go, I guess.
2: I was going to say, I see uh, a light Yeah, I think I see
0: a light on the horizon. <laughs> Incredible.
2: God, we're nerds. Right. I
0: love it. Uh, yeah, really. All right. Well, goodbye, team. Bye.
3: <laughs> Bye.